Welcome listeners to another episode of Close the Loop, the podcast series where we dissect HR challenges, share insights and find practical solutions. I am your host Preta and today we're tackling a topic that every HR professional and job seekers can relate to, exhausting interviews. Joining me today is Parag Shinde, the recruitment specialist at Technogize, an expert in recruitment and talent acquisition with over 10 years of experience in the field. Parag comes with a technical background and has worked entirely into the HR space. But Parag is also a certified NLP practitioner and HUNA practitioner, working with strategic alignment of the HR metrics into the business metrics. Additionally, Parag is also a soft skills trainer. Welcome, Parag. We're so glad to have you today on this podcast with us. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Great. Yes, I'm doing great. What about you? I've been lovely and I'm super excited to do what we do best on today's uh, podcast. That is deep dive into the HR secrets, deep dive into the HR functioning and discover and uncover everything when it comes to employers and of course, everything in between. Great. That's amazing to know. Lovely, lovely. But uh, the thing is, just the other day, I was talking to an old friend of mine and oh. he mentioned telling me this, that as a fellow colleague, a fellow co-worker, he often hears his colleagues or the people around him say, and I quote, I've never waited for a response from anyone, girlfriend, mother, father, siblings, anyone, as eagerly as I do when it comes to a recruitment manager. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, I can resonate with that. I am. <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a solid reasoning behind the work that you guys do in recruitment and I do not doubt that one bit. And that's exactly what I want to uncover and discover in today's podcast. So I'm going to deep okay. dive right into it and try and understand how do yeah. you view the significance of interviews and overall hiring processes? Great. Thanks for this lovely question, Greta. So first of all, I would like to say that Rather than terming it as interviews, uh, I would like to term it as discussion because a discussion makes an individual feel comfortable and that's where the journey of a candidate begins and the journey of our great experience towards the candidate begins. When we talk about significance of these discussions, first and foremost thing that we understand is we understand an individual candidate over there. Now, how do we understand that candidate is through their attitude, their knowledge, their skills. When we talk about this, there are different levels, different roles for which we have these conversations, right? So we also get to know what are the expectations from each role and, and what are the expectations set for the candidates. So say, for example, if I have to get a candidate uh, for a fresher role. What is that I would expect? I would expect a right set of attitude. If I have to get someone at a mid-level, I would expect the combination of attitude and a bit of knowledge that an individual gets. And when we talk about the senior roles, I would expect uh, especially the skills of taking technical decisions, maybe uh, non-technical decisions, what is the learning agility of every individual that gets into the process? What is the culture fitment to an organization? What is the decision-making ability that these individuals from mid to senior level, they get for us? 
right? So it's a combination of all these. And when I say combination of these, we also have to focus over there on is competencies and com- the capability metrics that we talk about, which also helps us in understanding what is potential versus performance of an individual. So that's where I see interviews to be very significant, or rather these discussions to be a very significant part of this entire journey for a candidate. Got it. And so any study or probably through your experience, yeah. you've mentioned, you've definitely beautifully mentioned how it's more of a discussion to understand everything in detail and understand the perspectives of both the candidate that, that you're having the discussion with. And of course, understanding the alignment with the organization. Right? So right. can you maybe highlight just a little bit about the correlation between interview or discussion quality and successful hires that we have? Yeah, great. So interview quality to be defined over here or rather the discussion quality, uh, it of course uh, depends on uh, who is conducting interview and what is the level of that discussion, right? So when I say who is conducting, of course, a hiring manager or an individual, whoever is conducting, uh, probably has that openness or transparency towards the entire process. Uh, what an individual talks about, what is that is to be conveyed to the candidate, what is whether that right expectation is set with a candidate, how that individual empathizes with a candidate, what are the suggestions, what are the learnings those are imparted through the discussions to the candidate, right? That's very important and that's where it defines the quality. Now, if I have to relate the conversion rate or relate the successful hires with this sort of experience when we give it to the candidates is I can give you certain statistics of one of the KPIs, one of the important KPIs of hiring is conversion rate. So if we see if we see in our current organization and even for that matter in my previous stint as well, it's almost 90 to 100 percent of conversion which I have seen post offer acceptance. And that's because uh, of the experience that we give to the candidate, right? And this experience comes right from the beginning uh, when you source, when you when a recruiter talks to this candidate till the end of offer and pre-onboarding process, right? So this 100% conversion is really a remarkable statistics. And I can also talk about the candidate retention over here. So when I say candidate retention, it is that in the phase where and where a candidate accepts the offer and is about to join, that's a very critical time wherein there were two candidates who have accepted and or rather who had accepted an offer, but then they also got some other offers from other organizations, but they chose to join us. Why was it? It was because of the experience. It was because we were very transparent about our culture, our values, our people, our projects, our technologies, our opportunities and everything, right? So that's the 20% of retention, which I can say has rather helped us in getting talent on board. Understood. And you've mentioned how it takes a lot of, of course, there's a lot of pre-planning, there's a lot of in-depth analysis and as experts, right? When you're having these discussions, it's very important that there are a few checklists or a few things that you all need to make sure you're like, they're asking the right questions. 
and making sure the right information is conveyed across it. So what are these key responsibilities that as a professional in the industry, you'll need to ensure to make sure that this interview or like you beautifully said, these discussions are effective? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, there's a planning. So there is a forecasting that needs to be done first, right? In order to understand what are the requirements. So as a HR professional, a professional cannot work in silos. A professional always has to be aligned to the business as well as a technical uh, team, if it comes to technicalities of it, right? So understanding mm -hmm. of the role for what we are hiring, understand making those responsibilities clear, uh, making those KRAs and KPIs clear for that particular role so that it helps an individual or rather it helps all of us, like or the professionals as well as the candidates to get aligned into the process with the expectations. And plus, what is the what are the rounds that we are going to uh, decide on to is also very important that all depends upon what is the role that we are looking for so we have to plan all these things beforehand plus how the evaluation would be what would be the evaluation parameters how are we going to say that if an individual has shown or showcased 70 percent of the performance and 30% of uh, a potential is exhibited, then are we going to go ahead with that particular candidate, right? So that's what we have to ensure. On what basis are we evaluating the performance? What basis are we evaluating potential? Along with this, I would also bring up this point of emotional intelligence, which is very important wherever we go. And every individual, I feel, should have that is which helps an individual to be more empathetic towards the candidate having that right set of a uh, right mindset of hiring rather than just rejecting people so how do we ensure that the hiring mindset is brought in place and it it all comes through uh, trainings uh, awareness amongst the interviewers right and this all leads to the great stakeholder experience so that has to be our objective got it thank you so much for explaining that in such detail i really appreciate that Parag. thank you so much since you spoke about the whole you've definitely mentioned the entire discussion the pre-planning the and the need and importance of clear information delivery can you maybe share some assuming or memorable discussion experiences that you've had with probably a quirky or a different candidate that you've encountered in your entire career yeah, absolutely. So, of course, the quirky uh, candidate, it's a behavior, I would say, mm -hmm. rather which comes with an individual. And there are different situations wherein we uh, come across such people, irrespective of whether it's a candidate or an interviewer or anybody or a client for that matter. But here, considering a candidate, so one scenario which I would like to quote over here is uh, like an individual was really very late for the discussion, but then there was no apology for that as if the attitude was as if nothing has went wrong. And I am absolutely on my time. I'm very comfortably coming and sitting in front. I'm like, okay, fine. So I kept myself calm because I'm the person who loves to be very punctual. And that's the first point which takes me off when someone is not on time. That's one thing. Second thing, in the same conversation, I could see that 
the person's body language was not that great. The person mm. was just leaning onto the table in front of me. And the person was a girl. So I was like, and continuously staring at me. So I, I was taken aback. I'm like, <laughs> this is an interview process, right? We are not somewhere outside in a cafe chilling over here. So I had to literally tell the person that, yes, would you please sit straight? It started from there. Then going further in the conversation, I could see that after every statement, there was a bit of laughter in the discussion and I wasn't getting it like how professional this was, right? So that really, really made me think that, no, this is not the person I would go ahead with. A second scenario, which I can quote for you uh, was, I was not directly involved in the interview, uh, but uh, my technical pair, I don't know, something came up and uh, the candidate said, these are not the right set of questions that you are asking me. And this conversation got heated up. So wherein I was involved in the conversation by the hiring manager. And then I had to literally understand what was the problem. Uh, when we are setting expectations, when we are uh, talking about the role clearly, when we are talking about the responsibilities clearly, then this shouldn't have come up. So I got to know that an individual wasn't that keen about or rather wasn't that great in answering those questions and that's where an individual just backfired and said oh this is not the way you ask questions and all that so wherein I had to put that individual in certain scenarios and make an individual understand that this is not the way it happens in the discussions and since we want to give that experience that doesn't mean you come up with anything and everything and we would take it ahead right so i literally had to stop that conversation over there with due respect to an individual i had to say that sorry we won't be able to go ahead with this because when everything is made clear this cannot come up and that's where we literally had to stop this conversation yeah so you stop the conversation mid 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 interview yeah, I had to because the person wasn't taking it in a positive way and started talking about the started talking about it as if the questions were wrong. There was no alignment, but absolutely, okay. I didn't find that there was no alignment. It was because an individual was not understanding uh, it properly. So, with uh, with uh, being very calm and patient, I said sorry, this is what is the process and this is where I feel it is aligned. And I even gave him the chance of saying that if we are not prepared, that's okay. Do you want it to be rescheduled? The person was like, no, I don't want to. And I said, fine, let's stop it. As I think one quality all HR professions seem to have mastered or most HR professions have seemed to master is the art of very subtly telling someone to please walk away. <laughs> and I think that's one lesson I learned from you from professionals like you saying when you are really irritated or annoyed or when the situation is of course not in your control especially when it's something of your expertise yeah. very beautifully using the right words you just tell them that hey we cannot go ahead. And uh, though in your mind, you have different conversation going, <laughs> but given this lesson that you just shared with me, what advice do you have for HR professionals to prepare for such unexpected interview scenarios? Yeah. First and foremost thing is we don't understand that something uncertain is going to happen. 
what I say as a professional is we have to be very patient and calm when we go into any such scenarios, right? So we have to first see what is the mindset, understand the situation first, understand the problem first, see what is the mindset, what is the approach over there. If approach is right, then it's okay. But if approach is not right, then we'll have to see how we can set that approach. Then, so there would be such unexpected situations, scenarios, wherein we have to have communication and communication as a key is what I feel that interpersonal communication and connect that could be built. So now also to give you one of the examples over here is if someone gets rejected, right? We, we don't say that the person has got rejected and we would not want to talk to the person again, but then we again go back to the person. We ask the person, we tell the person about the opportunities and all that. So this is what is the right kind of attitude that we all rather should inculcate in us, which will really soothe in that situation is what I feel. Got it. Thank you for that lovely advice you just shared. And maybe from the entire experience, I'd also like to understand, Parag, yeah. what were the lessons you've learned while handling such quirky candidates or such unexpected situations or other? Okay. So certain lessons which I learned were, as I mentioned right now, being more patient, being more calm and composed while uh, having these conversations, putting these people in certain scenarios and understanding their viewpoint on the scenarios. Because at times what happens is it might not be the person, if you meet that person outside the discussion, the person would be really different. But at times there are different sort of emotions those are linked to an individual at one particular uh, point in time, right? And those emotions could be because of uh, the impact of whatever situations an individual might be going through. We never know about that. So empathizing about it is very important. Understanding what has gone wrong and because of which this individual is behaving like this. Right. So that's what I have learned to empathize, to bring that emotional intelligence in place. I know it's very difficult, but uh, if we practice this, I feel this is one of the tools which could be used in order to make an individual uh, feel calm and better. And I have seen people literally changing their words then. So that's where we have to see how positively we can approach these problems and try to solve those rather than just getting into those arguments and, and heated up conversations, which is not going to give us any outcome. Agreed. I think that totally makes sense, uh, Parag. Yeah. And I think it's, to put it out simply, it's very important to make sure you're professional in the interview or the discussion, yeah. as well as to ensure that there's fairness so Absolutely. that it doesn't feel, it, it shouldn't be one more than the other. So, yeah. How my question to you here is, how do you ensure this professionalism, at least for our listeners out here, how do you ensure this professionalism and fairness is maintained and balanced out more rather, especially when you're talking about these interview processes, when you know, you have difficult situations or it's constant, you have like multiple lined up for the uh, day and it gets a little bit exhausting. How do you still maintain that fairness and uh, professionalism? Yeah, uh, great. 
Thanks, Greta, for this question. If I have to quote one of the scenarios over here related to unexpected situation, and then I'll talk about the... So way back when I was working with one of the manufacturing organizations as a manufacturing HR business partner, we had to hire some contract people on contract as contract labor, but they were skilled people. So they were diploma, they were people who had completed their diplomas. Uh, so we as principal employers directly didn't have that onus on us, but then from compliance point of view, we also or rather, I was a part of that project and wherein I used to also go and personally have these discussions with the candidates. So in one of the discussions, I had told them about what benefits we can give to them or rather a contractor can give to them and what benefits we cannot offer to them. Somewhere these candidates, they told that something else was communicated to them, like they would be getting canteen facility, they would be getting transport facility and all that, but which was not absolutely not a part of their contract. Yeah, that's where I got the point. Oh. There is no transparency from the contractor over here, first thing. But the repercussions of it was like, which I had never dreamt about. It went to the union leader, was a part of a political party over there. The leader comes to me and says, hey, what is that you have conveyed to my people? I said, what is that I have conveyed? And what's wrong have I conveyed? It's all as per the contract. Then... I got to know that the contractor had really faked about the benefits to the leader and to people and the contract documents were not shared with them. So what I did was I just got all of them in a meeting room with my HR team and then just made it clear that these are the documents. This is where we are going to give them these benefits. These benefits are not included in the contract and then this got sorted. So there important thing is, as I mentioned, is communication, being patient in such situations, uh, making people understand about the transparency and openness. And that is absolutely going to bring professionalism and fairness, as you mentioned, Greta, right? So that's very important over there. Uh, apart from all this, focusing on what needs to be evaluated, especially when it comes to interviews. Uh, what Core skills do we want to evaluate? What attitude, what knowledge, what behavioral aspects are we going to evaluate? Is what is going to bring the fairness to that process, right? And uh, we also have to make all these people, whoever gets into the discussions, make them aware about the conversations that they are going to have with people. And if there is a communication gap over there, then of course, uh, it, it goes for a toss. The outcome would be something else. And we don't want our wavered outcomes like this, right? And, and to get into those conflicts, how to manage these conflicts, how to manage certain changes in the processes with a calm and composed behavior and attitude with the right mindset is important. And that is going to add on to a professionalism and fairness to the entire process. wise words and very impactful words that you just shared with all of us but thank you for sharing that i think that's where our listeners i think that's what our listeners need to hear why all of it is a sink why all of it is a circle in the end and it all i think depends one the, the next the impact of our next 
action, I believe, depends completely on the previous one that we take. So thank you for sharing that with us. My one question to you is that given, of course, the changing trends, more of changing candidates, right? Evolving candidates, yeah. I'll say. We have a lot of diversity now in today's uh, yeah. modern world, modern generation. And plus, AI has been a huge part of the business process as a whole. What do you see as a future of these interviews or these discussions um, yes. in HR, especially in the light of technological advice that we're talking about, and sorry, technological advancements and yes. uh, the changing workplace dynamics? Absolutely. Great. Yes. As you rightly mentioned, Greta, about AI, right? AI is having an impact in our day-to-day -day lives as well. We have got these robots, those robots for, for utensils, right. for... Uh, swabbing and whatnot, right? Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. But then what I believe to the core is I'll start from there and then I'll talk about the technology advancements. Sure, sure. I believe to the core is there has to be a balance of artificial intelligence intervention with human intelligence intervention. Human intervention cannot be completely replaced by AI is what I feel. So when I talk about fairness, when I talk about giving that great experience, when I talk about building that rapport or connect with people, AI is really not going to help me over there, right? Uh, hmm. Of course, AI is helping me in terms of uh, sourcing, in terms of screening, in terms of um, getting feedbacks ready, getting those reports ready, uh, scheduling all the virtual interviews and everything of that sort, right? It has made my life easier, but that's not the only objective, right? Our objective is to have that harmony in the process and talk about the experience always as I've been talking about it frequently. So that's what, that's an experience for anybody and everybody, for every stakeholder. For that matter, I would also talk about an experience for an interviewer as well. Right. What sort of experience are we giving to an interviewer? So if I am talking to an interviewer, getting a feedback in detail, writing it and then posting on interviewer's behalf, I'm absolutely not taking much time of an interviewer and saving that time of an interviewer as well, which would also save the time and the productivity and the ROI. Uh, so it has a larger impact over there on business also. So when it comes to that, there the human intervention is very important. But as we know that the technology is advancing. So initially it was all physical one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations that we used to have. We used to use our pen and paper for writing feedbacks and all that, right? But now with these HR information system, different systems coming in place, like different ATSs coming in place, we have been using all those so that it makes our life easier. And I would also say that interview is becoming as a service these days. And that's where we are heading. Interview platforms are becoming as service. So when I say interview and interview platforms as service, these are all data driven and they also help us in making right decisions while choosing the candidates or while going into the process ahead, which also uh capture certain non-verbal cues and facial expressions of people also so that's where we are heading today right but along with this human intervention is also very important when it comes to build that connect with an individual 
absolutely and are there any uh technology te uh, technological advancements that y'all use in uh, technojays at the moment yeah. would you like to share that with the uh, our listeners as well yeah yeah absolutely so uh, as i mentioned about the ats's right as i mentioned about the hr information system we have been uh, having our own uh, internal system as well especially for our internal folks for feedbacks and all that is termed as a growwise product uh, apart from that uh, for the ats that we are using is specially for for screening then having all the schedules in place having the feedbacks reviews in place everything the meeting conversations and everything that we do it through that ats right yes so we have been using these technologies and certain other platforms especially for sourcing wherein those platforms themselves have inbuilt ais which have certain initial questions for screening which help us rather we can have those customized questions over there and which help us to get certain responses from the candidates and it also helps us in taking the right decisions while screening these individuals these candidates yeah so we have been using these different platforms and technologies over there there are for interviews also there are certain platforms which record those interviews like the way we are doing it record those interviews okay. they give those recorded feedbacks and all that yes so that's also been used yeah so that's there in place lovely thank you so much for for sharing these lights on these thing that we have discussed today i think unfortunately this brings me to the end of today's podcast but i'd still like to ask do you have any thoughts to our listeners both job seekers and professionals out there yeah absolutely so if i have to talk about hr professionals first i would say that the that strategic alignment to the business towards the functions apart from hr is very important we have to understand the business requirements we have to keep ourselves updated with those requirements and that's where the lot of collaboration is required over there if that collaboration is missing somewhere then maybe we are not in the same direction towards what an organization wants to be so that alignment towards uh, the vision of an organization alignment towards the values of an organization alignment towards the culture of an organization is what is very important is what i feel second point for professionals is to continuously have that market research understand the trends of what is today in the market like what as i mentioned to you about interview and interview platform as a service right so that's today's world that it wants to look at interviews as so are we really keeping ourselves updated over there when we talk about benchmarking may it be a process benchmarking may it be a salary benchmarking or whatever benchmarking that we would think of we have to have this market research at least after every 6 months so that we understand the trend and that trend analysis right then we also have to understand how we can implement this how we can involve the different stakeholders effectively so that the this process people product whatever that we want to implement for people is implemented in a better way right and when it comes to the candidates as i have mentioned there are different candidates different experiences 
the expectations would be different, but then that right mindset, that attitude is very important, irrespective of an experience. And it also depends on what expertise that you bring to the table. Uh, it's not just number of years of experience. So how do you build onto your expertise is also very important and which would help uh, getting that alignment in place with an organization's need. And that will help the candidates to go ahead. And plus, as I mentioned, as we would want to give that great experience to the candidates should also ensure that they also adhere to certain practices and processes that an organization wants to put forth. Wise words indeed, uh, Parag. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your experiences with us. It was truly a pleasure to have you on this podcast today. This literally brings me to an end to our discussion. And uh, thank you for your time and thank you for being here with us today, Parag. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for organizing this, both Jaswand and Greta. It's been really amazing discussion, Greta, and hope we again have something of this sort. Absolutely, Parag. And thank you, most importantly, to all our listeners out there for joining us on this episode of Close the Loop. We'll be definitely back soon with more valuable insights. Until next time, and remember, a thoughtful and well-prepared interview process can actually make a big difference in the goals that you've set for your organization. That being said, I'll see you on the next episode of Close the Loop. Until then, stay safe and see you soon. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day ahead. Thank you. Thank you.